You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. To grind the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob, and I am Tom. And we got a hot one for everybody today. It's uh, we, we, hot one. We're doing a little a little pre pro where we're right, getting very excited. <laughs> we get worked up. It's it's a, you know what uh, major credit to Patrick for being able to summon this energy early in the AM as me and Tom are like winding down our days. Pat's giving us a, a cup of coffee in the face. So uh, thank you. Um, Good job, Patty. Guys, let us thank our benevolent supporters to live a lie. Benevolent. Convulse Records. Magnanimous. Closed Casket Activities. Altruistic. Run for Cover Records. Endlessly Generous. Hopelessly devoted to them all. Thank you. Please support them. Let's make this one quick. Direct your browsers, everyone within the sound of my voice, to closedcasketactivities.com. Closedcasketactivities.com. Guys, we're going shopping for some gear. We need it. It's fall. Fall here in the States. What is it? Uh, Spring there for you, Patrick? Doing a little spring cleaning. That's right. Hell yeah. Uh, We're going to, you know, we got to spiffy up, pick some new gear, get, you know, get you just treat yourself a little bit. Uh, and so we're going to pick out a shirt guys. Uh, who wants to start? You're picking out a new, uh, apparel item. Tom, start us off. Uh, You're going to go to page. I don't know how many pages in it is, Mm -hmm. but I would like to purchase the, Hey, you're not a skinhead and fuck you shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, Hey, um, exclamation point. Um, ellipses. You're not a, and then skinhead in bold letters, but like large, Mm-hmm. And then in parentheses, and fuck you, close parens. Close parens. Close parens. I like it. It's a good shirt. Good band. Yeah, Man. it is. Yeah, it is. I like that. I like all of that. All right. All right, Patrick, you want to go next? The Judiciary Eye Collage Tee. Uh, mm. It is one that I would certainly wear. Love it. Guys, you know what? <clears throat> we show a lot of respect and love for our friends. I'm getting a closed casket army, the CCA army green Troy t-shirt, classic left chest, full back logo, closed casket, Troy, New York. Hit me with that. Spruce up the uh, wardrobe. Show love to uh, closed casket, the homie. Uh, Closedcasketactivities.com. Buy some shirts. Runforcoverrecords.com. Runforcoverrecords.com. Uh, click on the citizen. Citizen. Like the app, Citizen. <laughs> that's your that's your point of reference. All right, let's go. Calling the dogs. Pre-ordered. Patrick, these are some some true bros. Uh, one of my absolute favorite bands to tour with. Uh, 
as you're famous for saying, it's you like all the bands you've toured with, but you really like every single member of this band. Yes. Yeah. These are just uh, the, the type of people that I understand. <laughs> and uh, uh, let's see. Is it a Toledo and Albany thing? Yeah. yeah. Kissing kiss cousins. Uh, so. Uh, let's see. Citizen is a band that has changed their sound, uh, three times that I count, maybe four. Uh, and, uh, some sounds work for me more than others. Now I'm going to be totally frank. The sound that brought them to the dance, uh, the, the, the one that maybe, uh, and maybe we'll expand on this as an idea on this episode. The, the, the sound that if they were being, um, advised by a, pure music industry person that perhaps they would have stuck with because it really landed. They have uh, shifted away from twice. And I frankly like their last record is the best sounding by a country mile to my ear. Uh, Many, many from life in the glass world. Uh, Yeah, it it, it is Tom. I, I don't know if you gave that one like a full listen, but, I, it's awesome. It should have been like next to the killers. Th- it, that's exactly right. I was just going to say it is in that lane of immediately likable. Like, what the fuck am I doing liking the killers? I don't like the killers, but I like the killers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so <laughs> you kind of secretly like the killers. I mean, but know. that's the thing, right? I, I like mm-hmm. the killers. It's fine. And the uh, uh, their last record I felt was in that uh, that vein. Uh, this new record, from what I, from what I've heard. Uh, shifts it slightly again uh, into um, something a little less dancey and a little bit more, um, a little more dando. Uh, and oh, and interesting. I, I, I like what I've heard. I'm going to uh, reserve judgment until uh, I think I, I think this, my tour with them has been announced and, and uh, uh, I, I will see it live. I will judge it live as I think they're quite good. Wow. They, that was a pretty quick turnaround. They, the, Life in Your Glass World came out in March yep. 2021. Yo, they're workers. Yeah. Two yeah, years. I mean, that's, and they toured the anniversary record for a while, too. So, like, that's pretty impressive. All right, Patrick, we're going to put you on the spot here. Two questions about the band Citizen. Mm. One, how many Italian Americans in the band? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> you can just guess, or, or if they seem like Itals to you. Uh,. I don't know if there's any Italians. Well, there's two brothers that feel very Italian, but I don't know if so too. We'll say, okay, two. We'll say they're, I mean, t- they're honorary. I, I gotta give credit. Listen. Shout out to shout out to a friend of the show who we asked this question about, and when I saw them, uh, they said to me, oh, "No, I'm not Italian, but I am from New Jersey." So, and I was like, well, "Fair enough." Yeah, you're in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, so I, we're I told you fellas, two Italians. I told you fellas, I'm I'm learning Italian, right? I'm Duolingo. Yep. Salve. Uh, io sono Patrick. So many hand gestures you have to include. It's a whole video thing. That's fantastic. Um, and then Dominic two, de Coco. <laughs> uh, how many members of Citizen could be union workers? Oh, what are we kidding? Uh, <laughs> it depends on the union. Uh, some of them might not pass a labor, like a, an actual, an actual, like a physical labor. Oh, all of them. All of them. Okay, runforcoverrecords.com. Go support uh, the Union of Citizen. Uh, guys, how you doing? How you feeling? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not 9 a.m. here. You know what? I'm going to say something that's going to put a fire underneath you guys. S- mm. Someone told me, oh, I noticed you kept it tight lately. You're doing like an hour. 
And I said, yeah, one of us just had a, a had an addition to his family. So, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he's like, feels like you're in your Spotify contract era where you're doing a contractual 60 and looking at your watch. And I said, <laughs> and I said, oh no. Were that the problem? I said, oh no. <laughs> so, so, uh, we don't got to go long today if you don't want, fellas, because we didn't. Oh, what are they? They're trying to, they're trying to like uh, pull out the old me. They're trying to pull out like a three-hour podcast. That's exactly from right. Because uh, like, my thing was, yo, when we do three-hour long podcasts, everybody tells us how much they love them, but I'm not confident that they get to the end. If I put like a little thing like, hey, everybody who can say – everybody who says the uh, – uh, Yeah, one in the chat if you made it to the end. Right. No, well, promo code enough. bongos, I'll, I'll, I'll send you $50. I bet I'd only send people like, I bet I'd go broke, but I wouldn't go as broke as I should. So it's, uh, uh, you know, finding that happy medium, but don't, don't ever accuse me of skating on a contract right now. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that idea. Spotify money that they were just like, yeah, we just got to hit this out. We're good. I know. Well, because our we schedules gotta, are so screwy because yeah. Pat's like usually we're recording at night. So, Pat, you know, Bob's, we all have time at night to do it, but it's morning time for Pat. And Pat's like, yo, I can't like not start my work day until one o'clock because you idiots want to talk about fucking H2O. Yeah. I, I do need a few hours cool down to watch YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get him, get him right for his chill. So, uh, Tom did let the cat out of the bag. We are going to be doing a full, uh, uh, song by song breakdown of H2O uh, faster than the world, uh, the third LP today. <laughs> no, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yo, look behind the curtain. Everything Patrick said is true. Everything Tom said is true. Sometimes we pull the plug on the episode just because it feels like it's a good time. I'll just be like, and that's it. Boom. And that's it. And that's yeah, just what we do. It's just like, like yeah, yeah. It's just like it's cool. It's it's fun. It's uh, it's chill. Uh, can I can I say another piece of promise criticism? promise that there'll be 3 hour episodes coming up so uh, don't yeah. don't worry your little heads. Well, here's a problem. Some of the three uh, th- this is the other piece of criticism I received. Are you ready? Are you guys feeling self Oh, s- I love it. I'm loving it. <laughs> it, it. When we talked about uh the the kind of nuts and bolts uh touring shit that we did last episode <clears throat> uh the the criticism I got was yo this this is good shit. Uh, I can engage with it so much easier than you talking about fucking seven inches from 1983. And I, my, my eyes went black like a shark. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was so mad. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Yes. Name them and shame them. Here's my thing. I know. Here's my thing. I'll tell you this. I've gotten both. There's people who really who are really here for that stuff. And some people who are like, yo, let's talk the rock, bro. Let me, let me hear about that mosh beat, you know? And I, I, that's, we're here for all of it. But do you know how, like, I love learning. (laughs) I love to hear about shit. I don't know. And, uh, 80s mosh madness in in particular, which is, we acknowledge is tough for some of our listeners. It is tough for us. I fucking love it. (laughs) But I mean, I think that could go either way. And some people are like, I can't wait for this, like for them to do that again. And mo- yep. some people are like, yo, my man. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't care about the meat men. <laughs> the second, hey, I don't need the the second Why Die record. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, bless, bless to all. We love you. Uh, thank you. We're almost at 300 episodes. I'll get, I'm going to do the uh, stats on that. Tom, I know you super appreciate that. I'm going to do all the math. Um, 
how many hours and we have so many hours just go back how many listeners so shout be. out uh patrick yeah. did a little uh mini uh interview with our homie sam allen on the patreon exclusive over there we're doing more stuff on patreon we also have like a hundred episodes on patreon and if you haven't subscribed uh we encourage you to so go to patreon.com slash axe to grind podcast that's two years of material Yo, literally, you can we work blue on there. We look. Oh, we, <laughs> we got a lot of stuff that he can't get away with on the main line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you think that Starscream joke is funny? Wait till you hear the shit on Patreon. I mean, Pat just says stuff that it, I mean. <laughs> Good tease, everybody. Good tease. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, so skinhead Pat, uh, what do we got? What do we got rocking today? Well, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's open the floor to Tom, who who had a a, a take. He brought a great topic. Great topic. <clears throat> all right. I'm trying to see how to frame this the best way. To me, all right, here's my thing. Is there a certain age range at, in hardcore, at hardcore shows, that, like, should not be in the same room anymore? Okay, so. And, like, that never the twain shall meet, because <laughs> in the last two years, um, there have been two touring bands of nearly 60 year old people from the lower east side of Manhattan mm. who have gotten to things with people minimally a third of their age mm-hmm. mm. while they were on tour. And I think, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff came up about gatekeeping again and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know if this is a reflection on younger people, but like when I was like 20, or whatever, and I saw a guy that looked like Harley Flanagan. Mm. I would never be like, I'm not, I'm going to, like, I would never interact with him. <sighs> well. Like, I'd be too, like, ah, I don't know, man. Yeah, so, okay, so so uh, are we going to talk about what you're referring to? Because it's, uh, everybody, we're not going to. I mean, I still think the debate's out, the, the jury's out of that. Yeah. No one knows. So everybody, we're not going to try to unwind this incredibly strange situation <laughs> that I, I mean, look. Yeah. People know, I hope, at this point, that I I do not mind caping for the uncapable. And if if this was a. Um, a situation where I was just going to get murdered for, <clears throat> for a take, I would get murdered. I, I don't know what I can't cape for anybody because I do not know what the fuck is going on. Um, you it was know, a terrible yeah. situation either way. Yeah. So we're not going to try to do that. What we're going to try, what we're going to talk about here is the very concept of should, should it, and I'm a, all right, well, I'll get myself murdered a different way. Um, should a 60 year old, with um, social social difficulties, um, sh- should that person uh, be performing for newly minted young adults? Uh, and everybody, we don't mean anybody's a creep. What we mean is, uh, are the are the worldviews and experiences? Their experiences are too different. Too different, <laughs> and. Because uh, when we talked about like – so the other person we were talking about was when there was the whole thing with antidote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and people were like, he said this word. And Tom – And we were all like, yo, he's a 60-year-old Puerto Rican dude from Lori's side. I guarantee you he says that and more. Yeah, right. So, Tom, I, 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 I'm I, not trying to uh, pat you on the back for – this isn't faint praise. I, I was 
or damning praise. I, I was uh, on that episode. I didn't know what your take was going to be. You, you are, uh, 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 you, you kind of try to shoot bail to uh, a lot of different people in the interest of being fair and kind on this podcast. Whereas I can go off, a, uh, off a cliff a little bit. And uh, <laughs> in, in that episode, you said a thing that is just undeniable to your experience, which is if you are from New York and you are Puerto Rican and you are over 35, there is a very good odds that you say a word that uh, is unacceptable in the eyes of young people to say if you are Puerto Rican, <laughs> period. Right, right. So, right. Uh, but it's like everyday parlance. Like it's like calling, like what's up, buddy? Right. That's right. And uh, we can't. So, and we're not. Everybody, we got opinions on things, but we don't give a fuck. You litigate it however you want. The question is, uh, was who's? I guess who is? Let's start with this. Who should have thought better in that moment? I uh, should. I mean, do you do, do you defer to the older person should because they should know better? Well, that's my question. Like a, a a young person can't know what they don't know, and and if if you are, um, I forget where that incident took place, but let's just say that you're from uh, Tulsa. I've been to Tulsa many times. It is uh, a valid and beautiful experience to live and die in Tulsa. It is completely different than living in the Bronx. It is completely different than living in Harlem. It's just different. No judgments. Now, it could. In principle, we have a, a monoculture. Uh, uh, it foisted on us by by uh, popular culture, right? By by uh, corporate culture. So we should all have some baseline understanding of each other. But that doesn't account for people's experiences, right? And it it just doesn't. It's not uh, the map is not the territory, so to speak. So. Uh, uh, can a 20-year-old, and I don't know they were 20, but they were younger, uh, it, it, can a 20-year-old relate in a meaningful way to a 60-year-old? You know what? I would hope so. I, I would hope that there's human experiences that just uh, cross that type of thing. But hmm. uh, can they – will there be warts? Will there be bumps in the road? Uh, it, well, and, and, and I mean you're, you're, you're doing a great job because you're, you're – both honing in, but also kind of framing the same question that Tom's asking. And we're saying in this room, that's where I want to place it in this bucket. You know what I mean? For lack of a better term. Um, and this is something we've talked about, right? We've talked about the exposure point of hardcore. Um, Patrick, let's say instead of getting into hardcore and punk music, you got super into lacrosse. Mm, could have happened. Uh, could have happened. I mean, yo, man, there were some successful lacrosse teams in upstate. If I had broader shoulders, <clears throat> it's a very fun game. It's all I wanted to do. I played lacrosse till I came down to New Jersey, and I brought my stick, and no one, no one else <laughs> I knew even knew had a lacrosse stick, let alone could spell lacrosse, let alone played. So, anyways, <clears throat> heroes, the Shager High School. I uh, used to practice at my in my elementary school. But let's say you got into lacrosse instead. What opportunities would have put you in the same room as many of the as with as many of the profile types of people as hardcore has? Not many, right? Oh no. no. I mean the 60-year-olds would be your coach. Yeah. But, 
but that's well, 60 that, that's, that's the good that's the good egg but that's, that's 60 year old would not he wouldn't be from the lower east side <laughs> like, that's true too that's right uh so so that's that's the big thing is that have we gotten to a point where for any number of reasons having these two parties like tom said in the same room in the same boat in the same bucket it don't work and, and interacting so closely right and everybody if you were a 16 year old if you were a fucking 19 year old kid that was going to see fucking bruce springsteen you're not gonna interact with bruce springsteen you could just be there for the music right. but like when it's like a diy tour or a diy event you know, it's like there's a 20 year old doing business with a 59 year old however old some of these folks are you know well Okay, I, I think I've told you, talked to you fellas. There's a place that Drug Church plays, uh, by most people's standards, the middle of the country. Not technically, but by most people's standards, the middle of the country. And uh, there is not a person in that, you know, it's not a huge room, but it's a full room uh, when we play. And it is, there's not a person in that room who, uh, what's the what's the language of the time? Um, uh, they're not presenting... Uh, Strictly as their as their birth sex, whatever the fuck the language is for for sure, sure, sure. for saying that it is a uh, very gender nonconformist crowd. I mean, good good job, Rizzler. <laughs> I mean, honestly, down to the person in this one place. And here's the deal: uh, my life experience sets me up for that to be no sort of. It, it might be remarkable in the respect that I notice. But it is there's no type of uh, a major dissonance in my mind, right? Now, if I was sixty, and my concerns for the first twenty eight years of my life were uh, where my next meal is coming from, and uh, I I was exposed to all types of people, but the majority of the people that I was exposed to w- were fringe people, street people. Uh, uh, dangerous people, uh, would that prepare me for uh, going to this city in the middle of the country where everybody uh, is of a certain stripe? I don't know. And I, it doesn't mean you got to be rude, by the way. I'm not suggesting that th- that it's okay to be disrespectful to people you, you don't understand. But what I'm saying is, are we asking too much of both parties? <laughs> You know I mean? are, are we asking like is we're saying that the old folks uh <clears throat> should be should have the wherewithal to if they're going to enter somebody's home to respect the mm. rules of that home and mm. i think that's a very valid argument and mm. at the same time should we say to a 20 year old hey uh, i know that we're in a punk space but your grandfather is a lot more deranged than this guy and you love him. So are you capable of looking at the circumstance, seeing this man's old decrepit body and saying, Oh yeah, it's unlikely that he will a hundred percent relate to me. So I don't know. And, and, And let me throw, throw a pencil on that. And if for some reason you look at grandpa and go, Hmm, Grandpa's going to piss on my floor if I invite him over to my house. Yeah, don't invite him. Maybe I don't need to invite Grandpa. And uh, so this is where I, we've been asking lots of questions, reframing. Duh, duh, duh. Uh, let's start putting some opinions. Uh, do I think these... Uh, long answer, 
Yeah, but it's a really big asterisk that almost amounts to no. <laughs> because like there's a reason that like the Chromags didn't play the pickle patch. Chromags didn't play a- ABC. You know what I mean? Like Chromags didn't play if the Chromags played Gilman Street, it must have been sometime recently. Uh but but this is this is the march of time and there's been a lot of bending and like uh, maybe it's apologies. Maybe it's trying to uh, say things and people can change, which is something I certainly believe in. But <clears throat> one of the thing, things I have always liked about punk and hardcore and that I think maybe gets lost in the sauce is that people can be very, very different and their definitions of what's cool and not cool can be really, really different, really different. And that's okay. And it can be not okay for you also and for you and your group of friends and your space and your town or your part of town or the part of town that you are a part of, blah, blah, blah. Um, It is to say that not everything is always commingled in punk and hardcore, full stop. Fugazi wasn't going on tours with Demise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Fury of Five and, um, and uh, 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 Lincoln uh, never went on tour together. Uh, the anti-heroes and, you know, Shelter, not big tour mates. Could they have? Maybe. Could members have gotten on just fine at a festival? Absolutely. But I'm just using musical equivalents, let alone ideological space equivalents and that's kind of where i think people start you know i'm not here to tell people hey do your homework i'm uh, not doing that but I, I think it's pretty clear certain things um i really like the band the chromags harley seems like a person who's gone through a lot of things in his life i might want to do an interview with harley but I don't know that I'd invite Harley to my house. Uh, and I, that might sound crazy. But I don't know. You know, like I, I'm not scared of Harley per se. But to be honest, maybe I should be more than I am. Uh, full stop. And and like that's just to say that there's some people out there who are not like you. Nor should you assume they are. Uh, and, I'm afraid of Harley. <laughs> you know. Listen, <laughs> right. I would think about when we had Gavin Van Vlack in Pat's old bedroom. Oh, yeah, that was funny. And Pat was like white knuckling it because he was like, yo, this dude could kill me at any second. I mean, listen, I loved when he started saying things you can't say. I loved it. And I, I was waiting for him to do the thing that it really we should have him back because I think he might be in a different space where he'll blow it up further. <laughs> so, so uh, but yes. Uh, I mean, he didn't say anything like just to be clear. No, no, no. He's yeah, yeah. he's a pretty quote unquote woke dude. Oh yeah, by, you know, by any standard, he's, really. he was saying things. He was saying things that were the kind of things that you don't say. Uh, <laughs> and they just get people with mad no at you. political connotation. Exactly, he's, he's just get people mad at you. He's, he's, he, listen, he's, I'm not suggesting that the dude is uh, got got a problem. I'm just saying that he, he's uh, not using the bad words, folks. No, he's just, no, no. He, he just was saying things no, that he, could get. He's a dude that's not him. afraid of anybody. That, that's the that's way right. I would say it. And he'll say whatever he wants to say. So, but he, okay. So now here's the question. 
is Kevin Seconds listening to this podcast right now going, hey, hey, I'm socially normal. I don't don't throw me in this. Well, that's don't throw me though. in this fucking shit. Like I can play in front of anybody without embarrassing myself or making someone uncomfortable. <laughs> Please don't uh, lump me in just because I'm an older gentleman. Maybe no. I mean, he you know didn't always have the best uh, like life either. But you know, Lower East Side man. Yeah, it's a different person. It's I mean even like you know Reno. I'm sure has had its moments in Sacramento, but like. Lower East Side in the eighties when everything was like burned out and like I don't know, man. Not, and I'm not shooting bail to any of those dudes, but I think like they've had such a different experience, and I think don't know enough to have that buffer. You know what I mean? Like AF. I mean AF dudes, same fucking cloth. Yeah, I mean, but somehow either they're smart enough to get a younger tour manager to kind of handle the nonsense and stay to their own. Mm. Vinny Stigma is one of the nicest human beings on earth and puts people at ease. Roger's quiet. Roger doesn't talk to as many people, you know, but like Vinny will make you feel like you're your best friend mm. in the nicest way possible. Not in any yeah, kind of no, like no, conniving no. way. He's just like that much of a nice, he just likes he's a fucking mensch. Yeah, he really does. Like, he's the type of dude that when you know, like how when I mean, I I would be the guy to be like, oh fuck, this dude's coming over here. Vinny would be like, what do you? I want to know about this guy. Oh hey, yeah, sure. Yep. You know, and I he you know, but I think they you know they're they're cut from the same cloth, came from the same area. But uh, Mister Flanagan's a little different. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this would be to me. Uh, Use your best judgment would be, but at the same time, I don't, I'm going to speak plainly here. Um, sometimes the Midwest spots are, and I'm not speaking necessarily for the Cro-Mags. I'm just, I'm speaking broadly are the only place that, uh, older bands can get a bag is smaller towns. And usually it's a promoter who has a deep love for these bands and wants to see them in their town. And they do it at great financial risk. And uh, I can't necessarily tell someone not like, like I couldn't tell, I'll, I'll be more specific. I couldn't tell uh Cro-Mags in this instance, Hey, you shouldn't, you, you should probably just stick to the metro area. <laughs> you should probably play uh, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. I can't tell them that because uh, there's they're going to be getting good offers from wherever Duluth, and so I I don't know. I, I it's uh, I don't want to say it's. I mean, they're touring. They're not trying to do the flyouts. They're trying to like we're hitting. I mean, I forget some. They posted how many shows they played. Yeah, like I mean, last year, and it was like, like 150 or something. Like it was like right, but you don't get, to, but you don't get to 150 without without doing. Yeah, exactly. The the, the uh, I mean, they're playing. You know, I mean, we looked at the. They just posted tour dates that maybe from a week or two ago. Yeah, they're playing like shows. shows in California. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's like if you've heard of this place, they're playing right. So, so I like the larger view of this because, to me, I was, we have no idea the specifics of this weird controversy. I, look, people who are who have somehow missed the light of this shining pile of garbage, 
uh, trade brains can, with me. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> you can look it up should you choose. But what you'll find is a lot of inconclusive back and forth, and uh, all of it sounds ugly. Uh, if either side is being um, less than transparent, it's the, the the lack of transparency is the grossest part. Um, but regardless. The point to me is that we are at a point where there's a lot of different type of people in the same room. And I largely really dig that. And I know you guys are on the same board. You know, none of us are trying to be, you know, it's part of the point of this podcast is the three of us, none of, we don't share the same point of view, right? Like, that's cool. We're in three different folks, three different lives, three different opinions, different things. Bah, bah, bah. That's good. That is a good thing. If I came on here and me and Tom strictly talked about the things we liked, uh, or me and Patrick strictly talked about the things we like, or Pat and Tom strictly talked about the things they liked. It gets pretty dry pretty quick. But when we talk about the shit that we don't all agree on, it's nice. It's nice. And it's also enlightening, and you learn things. And you know what? Around here, we like to learn. We love to learn. So that said, here I am saying all good. Love there being different types of people at shows now more than ever. However, when it comes to some of the more prickly parts and the prickly people, because I don't want to just say, oh, Harley, oh, you know, there's lots of people out there in this world who are not easy people, who are difficult. For some, you imagine if Gigi Allen was still around and doing like a, a U.S. tour? Throwing shit on people. Like, right, would, like, would attend. Right. And so. In the back, wearing a poncho. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe wouldn't be around for the set. Who knows? Um, that said, like, there's a lot of them in this space that we all cohabitate. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who are, by many aspects, at least amicable, amiable, easy enough to say hi and bye to. Yo, all three of us have met people who are hard to function at that level. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm saying this is this is for people who are new and old, or have the wrong expectations. Be aware you're going to meet people who it's not going to be a hunky dory, click and we're good thing. I've been amazed at how many really wonderful, sweet, nice people are here, and sometimes I wonder myself, God damn, why do you stick around? You know, there's more nice people elsewhere too, right? Like you don't have to be around all these assholes. <laughs> But there's lots of nice people, and thank God for them. But just know uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of jerks, and I mean that in both ways. Like if some of the words and accusations that are being thrown at one side are proven to be very far from what actually happened, that's nasty too, man. Why are you doing that? You know. And I mean, I know there were people that like you know that if you knew anything about the situation you knew would not be remotely near wherever the incident happened happened. Right. And then they were like, so-and-so like, and I mean, I'll say it. They fucking, they called out Mackie and Craig ahead. Hmm. And like being like in this picture, I think this is Mackie Jason from the Chrome Mags, And this looks like Craig ahead. And it's like, well, motherfucker, if you knew anything about them, you know, Mackie's not playing with fucking Harley. Yeah, so and neither is Craig since they both play bass. <laughs> and there was a stabbing. Uh, like there was a stabbing. 
involved. Like, but like they're like, you know, they just have to come out and either, you know, um, you know, talk about how bad you know of a person he is, or prove where they were that night. And it's like you're gonna tell Mackie, fucking fifty two year old, like coolest dude in the fucking universe, being like, where were you on the night of fucking like Wednesday the twelfth? Yeah, that's insane. Well, look, every time one of these things happens, there's, I'm going to shoot bail to the, to the, maybe the people that are, I, I don't like mobs of any type, right? Like the, you fellas know that about me. I don't like any, no. t- I, yeah. I'm resistant. If, if there's people running in one direction, I run the other direction. I, I can't stand the type of like dog piling thing, even when it is fully fucking justified. I can't get, I can't get into it as a tactic in life. So, but I'm going to shoot some, some bail to uh, perhaps the dog pilers in any circumstance, because they always end up kind of embarrassing themselves with, like you said, like throwing people in that clearly weren't there. And, and I hate that sort of shit, except I'm also going to say, Maybe that's helpful in a way. Um, it it helps. Uh, it like when you show that you don't have a, a great understanding of what is going on. It's helpful to the people on the outside who might need to, uh, if not litigate, then at least delineate in their minds what's happening. It helps if I go okay. So at least one party is suffering from some confusion that helps me understand things a little bit. Uh, and I'm, it's not, it's not nice for Mackie. It's not nice for anybody who gets tossed into a conversation and is getting added in some way <laughs> and has to say, Hey motherfucker, I was with my family. What the fuck are you talking about? But, uh, I think that there's sometimes showing your ass is helpful because it, 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 it says, okay, wait a second. Wait a second. I, I now have to take inventory. I can't just take things on face value. I have to investigate the idea that, that that maybe people are confused. Maybe there's something going on that I don't understand. I think that's kind of helpful. That's And I know that's a weird bail to shoot. Hey, it's great that you're wrong because it highlights that <laughs> I, I have to give this more thought than I did. But I think that that's good in a way. Uh, I, I don't think that – I think that these people should be in the same room. I just don't think they should be in the same room if they're not going to have, I'm not talking about this incident, everybody I'm talking about 60 year olds and 20 year olds from completely different worldviews. I'm with Bob. I think it's great to uh, uh, interact. Most of my interactions in Australia are with 60 year old retired minors. We have almost, almost Mm. literally nothing in common. (laughs) And, and uh, I find it fascinating. It's a thing that I really like. Um, So uh, it, it, do I, I like that exchange and I, these people should be in the same room together, but only if they can do it with the understanding that the other person is not who they want them to be. They're who they are. And yeah, if you can't do that, you have to know that. And, and, and you have to know that about yourself and you can't enter situations in bad faith. Uh, let me say it like that for, for everybody. This is probably my most, the, the, the biggest issue I have. I, uh, one time, Andrew uh, of self-defense, uh, war profiteer, et cetera. Uh, he, he, he worked at a movie theater. I probably told this story on the podcast. He worked at a movie theater and he did a midnight showing of, I don't know, maybe one of the, when the new star Wars came out, this is now a long time ago, right? Uh, 
right, right. And right. Uh, did a midnight showing that was just for the punks. Wasn't invite only, but it was ask a punk sort of scenario where if you knew somebody, you were welcome to show up. And <clears throat> so not general audience. No, no, nobody, you know, it was just late night, maybe preview actually. And in principle, it could have been really fun, except you had this, you had the, um, basement punks on one side and you had the moshers on the other with a literal aisle between them. And both parties at that point, for whatever reason in Albany, were so suspicious of each other and so openly hostile to each other that being in the same room to enjoy a thing was impossible because everybody was waiting for the other side to say something in provocation. So one of the basement punks before the movie starts yells, nobody say anything fucking homophobic or racist or sexist during this movie. Obviously, t- obviously assuming. That, oh boy. Uh, right now. Okay. So listen, this podcast does not particularly like racist, homophobic, sexist comment. Uh, However, right. I would not enter a circumstance with that banner over my head because it assumes the right, worst. Right, like, yo, before the, we start. It, yes, it assumes the worst of the other person, and that's no place to start. And from that moment on, it was a bad vibe because I cannot say with utter confidence that somebody in the mosh click would not have said something homophobic, sexist, or, 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 or racist in some way. I can't confirm that, but uh, I do know that it makes it, you get, you, you get your fur up, you know what I mean? <laughs> like when somebody, when somebody assumes the worst of you, your fur is up, you're ready to be the villain. Uh, everybody, sorry, this is a weird one. No. And, and from that moment on, Andrew knew punk failed him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's when Andrew shaved his, uh, his uh, dreadlock Mohawk. Uh, but <laughs> so by the way, it had to be like the star Wars prequels folks. We're talking like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, We're not yeah. talking I, I, force I, awakens. Yes. Uh, my girlfriend, by the way, loves uh, reading comments on like somebody will tag drug church and something and somebody will somebody will be like, wow, this guy moves great for a 50 year old uh, t- talking about me. And then, <laughs> and, and, then, and then somebody somebody in the comments will be like, he's 50. And then there'll be a discourse on if I'm 50 and my girlfriend's just there snickering. <laughs> like, Those are all my burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah. But yeah. you get what I'm saying that you that only you yeah. can, you should only enter a room if you enter it with the understanding that that hey, I'm going to do this in good faith. I'm hoping for the best from all parties, and I'm not looking. Everybody, wow. it's, it, there's people out there. Well, let's just be honest with each other. There's people out there that yeah. are always going to offend you. They're always going to say the fucked up thing. Correct. And then there's then there's times that you are keyed up and you are looking for it, and that's the wrong and there's energy. times when people accidentally step in it oh i'm i'm that guy yeah <laughs> i mean look, look so so this is something and i want to close this off we can you know tom i want to get into it uh for me what you were saying uh you, you said you the people you interact with them the, the the walks the retired miners um look we are in a space and time right now where a lot of people are in relatively self-selected communities <laughs> echo chambers all that conversation right yeah but more than ever communities that you have not chosen that you are a part of i have had this at various jobs tom i'm sure you have pat i'm sure you have too uh but even at those you can limit your interactions you can be like yeah i don't go talk by gary he's fucking annoying you know and and it's limited it's fine i theoretically you should probably be working more than chatting but you know, proletariat, all that. Um, 
being a parent has put me in a community with a lot of people, different backgrounds, different, you name it. Every, every chup mark, it's all, everybody's different. Incomes, belief sets, sexual orientation, the cut of their jib, all that stuff. Everything's different. I think they're all really good people. Eh, maybe not all. Not I'd all, say but, nine but out yeah, of ten. Mostly. But you know, most, mostly all really good people, honestly. And it's really fascinating and it gives you different perspective. And that's what I hope because you're right. If you go in looking for it, you're looking for that, you're looking for something... You got it. You already won. You already will find something that gets you, that gets you rankered up, that gets you riled in a way that like you were looking for. You're the one who's guilty of that. So just keep that in mind as you approach these rooms with off balance, un- you know, unkiltered weirdos who are knee deep in this world and can't get themselves out of it. To, uh, if they had a noose to pull themselves out on. That's it. They're just here. They love it. This is what they do. This is what they'll be. This is what they love. You might too. But understand that they've probably come across a lot of people who are a lot different than them, and somehow they're still going here, and maybe you can find something in that too. All right. Now, can I shift topics? Yeah. Do it. Shifter. You you, you guys are ready? Uh. Citizen changed their sound, worked for them, right? Now, they might have made the fans, they might have made a huge chunk of their fans on the record that, that youth, right? But they've managed to hang on to those fans and, and, and pull in new people on each one. I'm, I'm looking at a band uh, who has not managed that and mm. has made, um, so, so I, I'm going to couch my words. I'm going to be careful here because uh, I don't care about offending anybody on this. I just uh, I want to make sure I'm I'm being true to myself, which is to say this band I'm looking at uh, has made terrible decisions for their career. They may have made great decisions for their artistic fulfillment. I do not know. I do not want to take anything away from somebody who rides their muse to the hilt, who, who goes off the cliff pursuing the thing that they love. I love that. But I don't know that. All I'm seeing is a band that has bricked <laughs> doing a thing, changing it up. Right. And here's my question. I got real Stephen A on some of that. When you do what you want to do, <laughs> you go off that cliff. <laughs> yo, so I'm off Stephen A. He's, he's coming too hard at the old host. It's like, yo, let Max Kellerman, yeah, un, unflattering. Let it die, brother. It didn't. If it didn't work, it didn't work. But guess what? No one. He's also going hard after. What's his face? Max Kellerman. Yeah. No, the other dude. Oh, uh, 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 Skip Bayless. Yeah, and like posting like the the ratings and shit. But but here's the thing: it's like yo, no, you can't capture magic twice. No, no one was going to be you and Skip. Get over it. It's well, anyway. Sorry, everybody. So here's the point: is uh, when when you brick, when things, when you made a calculated error, let's say, or you followed your love of something completely. Um, uh, you know, let's talk plainly about it because they don't mind talking plainly about it. Uh, Twitching Tongues. Uh, th- they made a record that they adore, that they think has uh, uh, all the elements that they wanted to see in the world. Uh, and it did not connect with with their fans. And it didn't expand them into new fans. And 
now take it like, where do you go from there? Now, I don't, I haven't seen twitching tongues. I, I, I should watch the set from uh, sound of fury, but uh, I, I don't know how much material from that record they're playing. Uh, what do you think is the best course of action when you made yourself happy and no one else? I mean, I think they kind of course corrected and went back more towards in love. There is no law on that last record. Well, so, so yes, that's true for sure. And I, you and I both like that last record. But that record's great. But so in their live set, in what they promote, because I think they did some reissue, reissues, right? And yeah, sleep therapy and in in love, right? And so that's material that people really connect with, and you kind of get it back on people's minds, right? And that's that's good, but. And they still like that material. So that's, that's great. But what about the bands that I can't say <laughs> who, have, right. who have, who have just done this incorrectly? <laughs> like who? Well, well, a big thing. And you know, I, I, you have to look at it and go, what is the duration on this? Well, do you, you know, double down? The- do you double down to say, fuck the world? Or, or do you, or do you say, Hey, fucking the world has made it hard to live. <laughs> But there's no wrong answer to me, but I mean, if it's something that you really, really believe in, mm-hmm. yes, and you consider yourself an artiste and not a an asshole without a job, right? Yeah, uh, that was that was from the Good Life mm. <laughs> the band. The Good Life. He has the lyric. They have a lyric that goes, "I'm not an artist. I'm just an asshole without a job." Accurate. Yes. About him being a musician, but if it's something you really believe in. And that's your art and that's what it is. And if people aren't on board, if you continue like fucking banging your head into the wall, I actually get that. Correct. But I feel like if you're continuously trying to like evolve because like it's like, do you like this version? No? How about this one? What yeah, about you're this? going you're trying, you're trying to find the commercial right? Yes, yes. And then you you know, you 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 evolve yourself and you fucking spin off the earth. Yeah. But what do you, what do you do? What do you do? do you- what do you do? What do you do? You you decide what is is what I'm doing is what am I, Tom identified is what I'm doing what I want to be doing because it is the art of what I'm doing and I need this expression of this version of my art full stop and that's what I'm doing. I don't care if I make money or do you care about making money? Do you care about being financially viable, quote unquote? Because if you do that, then we can talk game plan. Uh, and we could talk about it because you fucking suck and you're not really, this is like cosplay to you and you're trying to find the version of you that makes money and fuck off. All that said, I want bands to succeed, but I want them to succeed by being themselves. If you don't know who your band is, cool, guess what? Bands are evolving and changing all the time and that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the suckers out there who seem like they're going for the buck because they keep changing over, over, over. That's not what Citizen's done here. What Citizen's done is an evolution of sound changing because of what their tastes dictate. Same could be said for a band like Turnover. Uh, same could be said for any number. Same could be said for Scowl, to be honest. I think their sound's evolving. I don't think the next Scowl record is going to sound exactly like the last one. you know. And that's cool. But what I'm talking about, uh, and I think Tom's saying the same, is the people who it's like, wait, are you, how about now? How about now? Do you like me now? What about this? What about this outfit? What about this? What about this song? What if I, what if we do this? What if this person's involved? What about this? Yo, you lose 
everybody who's in there. What you know, if the question is how do you make it quote unquote work in terms of the definition being look, Pat, self defense family. You want to do self defense family till you die, correct? That's correct. Do I mean you're you're in your fifties, that's <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there every day. Do you care about it being financially viable in a if it's not financially viable, I stop doing it? No. Clearly not. Correct. Full stop. Sure. That's all. That's all. You will find people who appreciate that, who hate you for it, who respect the shit out of it, who love you for it, everything in between, but they can't be sour that you did the thing for anything other than pure artistic ambition. You have whale song. We have whale sounds in one of your songs, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, it was a search for trying to make money off that shit. You know, he just was really into that shit. Purgles, whatever. Um, so here's the deal. The other way. Okay, so do you pander? Do you say, "Hey, we're going to do the album tour on the record that y'all liked." Uh, we're back in black. We're doing whatever. You know what I mean? Like we're going to go back to the things that we think people liked because maybe that will be bring people back. But like, does that really work or have you already lost people because they think you are, and, and this is, this is a hardcore thing, right? In the rock world, if you like Weezer's blue album, you might have thought the last five Weezer records suck so bad. But if we were like, hey, doing a Blue Album record tour, you want to come see it? People might go, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go see that. I don't want to see those other songs they play, but I want to see these songs. Cool. Maybe they're doing that next year. <laughs> there you go. I bet it'll do pretty well. Like <laughs> and, arenas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, they do arenas anyways, but you know what? I think they'll be very full arenas. In hardcore, if you go away from it and then it just feels like you're doing it in some sort of like please please like us kind of like uh i don't know it feels so soulless to me i mean i think that's like something that like not that take has been exactly like this but i think they've like when they took turns into like the like more sing-songy hot water music parts and mm-hmm. white parts and stuff like that and like i think I mean, you lost a lot of people doing that. And then they got heavier at times and you lost like, and I, I think like they wanted to, they wrote what they wrote and they wrote what they, they were influenced by. Yep. You know, but it's like, you know, there's a reason why ACDC is still one of the biggest bands in the world. Mm. Yeah. There's can be, there's something to be said for consistency. Well, and, and you They've know, written the same song fucking 35 times. Well, and then we then we flip because I also, like, and Tom, I think you're with me. Pat, I know you're with me. We want to see bands keep writing good songs and evolve their career. But when it feels, you know, like when, I guess I should identify this. Have you each experienced that uh, sonic change that feels grabbing that feels what is the word it's like um a cloying yes cloying thank you so much i've been looking for that word it feels cloying have you guys both experienced that uh sure. I'm trying to think of bands that have hmm. where it doesn't feel natural I'm, I'm gonna say this look there's a band i love there's an older band and they had a record that feels like it's a hate breed record but it's not a hate breed record so uh, this band record and it's like damn okay that's a little weird 
And I don't think those songs get played ever. <laughs> uh, the, but but they go and play their old songs that everybody loves. And like this is a band whose most popular songs aren't the ones that are quote unquote on the classic record. But uh, you know, like the the record that is the sort of hate breed record feels a little bit cloying to me. I don't say that in a mean way. I say it and I'm like, mm, maybe they're trying for something here. When that happens, it feels weird to me as someone who is hoping it's maybe there's some naivete there as well, right? The idea like when people are writing songs, they're writing songs for artistic expression or just like, man, I, I thought of this cool riff. That's not always how it happens. <laughs> you know? No, that's no. the dream, I mean, I think, right? That is the dream. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, that, that's the mythos. Right. But I mean, I think like, you know, we jokingly said we were going to talk about H2O, but I think that happened with H2O. Okay. They had those first three records that were on like Epitaph. Everybody loved it, whatever, whatever. They signed to a major. They cover fucking Madonna. It fucking bricks. Right. Yes. That H2O Go record bricks. Bricks. They're like, fuck that shit. Never mind that. Now we're on Bridge Nine. Now we're coming out with a record that's that stands up with like the classic records that we have. And like, you wouldn't know that other record existed. They don't play songs off of it. They never like refer to it. Yeah, it disappears. Right. It's literally the Epitaph and Blackout records, and then the Bridge Nine record. So there, because there's... I think people go for it and they go, "Oh shit!" And they try to like step back on the you know, step out back on that ledge, my friend. You know, like they go, <laughs> they're like one foot off the ledge, and they go, "Fuck, this is a bad idea," and they try to jump back in before they well and, and go to, plummeting to their death. To their credit. They did the sonic wackadoo, but they didn't do the aesthetic. They kept their same look. I mean, maybe maybe the socks got pulled up a little higher and the dickies were a little crisper. Um, but uh, overall, I know, uh, the look was consistent. What happens when the band do- goes for it? Does the go for it look? You know what I mean? Like, the dude, Drug Church, imagine you guys gloss that record up a little more next time. And it's like, all right, Patrick, you're going to do the bleach blonde, like kind of Eminem look. Right. And uh, bass player, you're doing the uh, classic Pennywise uh, socks to your knees, shorts just past your knees. Yeah. Uh, everybody's got vans, bro. Like, we, we got to have the matching stage jumps. You're going to do the back roll guitar thing that's so popular. Like, right. Chris is going to have some kind of fire thing on his drum set. Yeah. 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 One of you is going to have the wireless so you can do backups. Oh, both guitar players will have wireless mics to do backup vocals. Like, I mean, look, also, it gets, it gets, it's a slippery slope there. Yeah. And then there's also things that uh, bands are told that they have to do to, and I don't mean like have to do to, to go big, but, Hey, you're in a larger arena now. Now, or you know, arena speaking figuratively, uh, you, you, this is what you're supposed to do. And bands kind of buy into that because you don't, you don't know, right? Like you're like, oh, like it's like going to the first day of of, of a new school or a new class, and and you're told, uh, oh, you don't have, uh, you don't, you you didn't bring your notebook of this type, and you go, oh, I I thought that the, my spiral bound would be fine, and they go, oh man, and then you feel stupid, and you probably could have done it fine with a spiral bound, <laughs> but, but it's yeah. it, it's uh, you know, so I, I on some level. I don't begrudge bands um, uh, not knowing things. Not ju- it is, uh, it's just to me like um, 
you know, I, 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 I get it right. Like little things. I think that, uh, largely, uh, everybody, this is going to get me killed. Uh, I think that in-ear monitors are lame as shit and you look like a goof nugget. You look stupid. Uh, (laughs) Now, that is perhaps in thousand cap rooms or larger, that is 100% a minority opinion, right? That is, uh, I'm told that I'm the stupid one. Uh, So what if you enter a circumstance where you don't have those strong opinions, as I do on this matter, and you're told, hey, you're going to embarrass yourself if you don't do this. Of course you're going to do it. You know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to feel stupid. I don't want, and it can go that way for everything. Oh, listen, uh, you know, we need, uh, that's a chorus. You, you know, we need uh, uh, X, Y, or Z. We need more uh, Melodyne. We need more fucking auto-tune. Uh, you, you're going to need, uh, you know, you got to brighten up the guitars on this part. And you're thinking, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I don't, I, I only know how to do what I do. I, I like, I, I, am I in a bigger space now? Right. So I don't begrudge bands making stupid decisions. What I do kind of have a problem with is when you do the stupid decision, you sell it, you oversell it as this is what we've always wanted to be. Correct. 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 <laughs> and, and then, and then it breaks and you're, you know, you, you're, you're left uh, scurrying around like a cockroach. And, and mm. I, I, I don't know. This is tough because when we talk about bands that have made terrible decisions, we're often talking about our friends. You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't want to shit on somebody except to speak truthfully and say, hey, it's never too late to write a great hardcore record. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you have it in you? You, it. you know what? You lost a lot of people, but some people will. I see it in us. <laughs> Tom, how many records? I know it's in us. How many records? Hundred. Until so, in, in, how many bad records? Misstep records, not bad records. How many misstep? I'm confused about who the fuck I am as a musician. Records can a band put out before you will not give a chance to their exceptional hardcore return to form return to form. Ooh. Um, if you don't catch me on the first one, you may not catch me again. No, I'm talking great record or good record. Great record. Piece of shit, piece of shit. Great record. Are you in? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd be in for that. Okay. I think that's fair, but not much more than that. Bob, same question. How many? Um, I'm going to answer, but let me phrase this. Tom, good record, great record, piece of shit record where not only do they change the aesthetic, they disown and disavow their their hardcore. Piece of shit, failure record, awesome hardcore record. I'm out. Oh. Yeah, see, that, I, 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 the disavowal and the yeah, because all that it, kind of it, stuff it kind of goes. Work. It's the Patrick. You said it jokingly. The this is who we've always been. It comes off so half-hearted and like weird and like if this is who you've always been, then what were you saying two years ago? Uh, so, so to give the answer, if it's just good record, great record, shit, shit, good, yo, I gotta be honest, even. 
like we we've that's one of the strong points of this podcast and something I've really enjoyed. I try to give records that chance to get me on the the later stuff because uh, you know it's possible. Like, look, Tragedy's first two LPs are borderline perfect for what they are. Their next two are very solid, but they're C's in in relativity to their first two LPs. Right. They're just good. But then they did a record not three years ago, Fury, an EP that's fucking top of the... It's great. It's awesome. Quicksand, example. Not that they ever put out a bad record, but they took 20 years off, you know what I mean? And put out bangers. Right. Like, like I, we know it's possible. We know it's possible for people to step away and come back with that artistic creativity. So I'm in. I'm always here to hear it, and I'd welcome it. However... It's uh, uh, the the line, why play for us if your heart's not in it? Look, I'm not even going to say that. Why pretend? Why why pretend you're something? Why be something that you're not? Okay. Because um, we're, we should we're, stop talking about these 83s, 7 inches from 8 inches. <laughs> no, I know. And, you know. I wanted to pull the plug at literally exactly an hour. Tom, but, uh, Tom, no. Tom was hanging on to that one. <laughs> um, well, you as know, soon as he said, "Why well, be something that you're not," I'm like, "Well, I know who that's by." So, so that's the thing to me is the idea. Like, um, I, I don't know. You guys might see it different, but I want to spell it out very. Let, let's talk, talk to. I'm going to talk like I'm in a kindergartner. Hardcore is not a stepping stone musical style to me. It can lead to really cool stuff, and I'm not saying it doesn't. It does. It can. It's amazing. But I don't look at it as minor league music. It's its own thing. Yeah. It should be its own thing. Yeah. And when you treat it like minor league music, it sucks. It's it's you, you are undervaluing something that has a lot of its inherent mysticism by not allowing itself to be minor league music. And that's the fear to me. That's my fear is seeing stuff like this and seeing it be treated like minor league music to the point where you go two generations of people with that, then all of a sudden that's just what it is to every young person coming into it till it's not. Right. That's the equivalent of like, I, nothing, well, very few things do, but like very few things like tap dance on my last nerve as when someone calls their hardcore band their hardcore project. <laughs> Right, right, right. Drives me fucking up wall because this is just like the, what is this like? This is my junior year art project when I went to Bauhaus. Like you'll find. I mean, stuff. some people it, it literally is that. I've I've told you I've had people yeah. say. Oh yeah, people like oh, to yeah. dabble. I've had people. Yeah, I, look, it's it's. I I don't want to be rude because if I sat in my if I sat in my little office and I made a witch house record on my on my uh, laptop, I I. I, I, that's a valid thing to do. It's a fun thing to do. Absolutely. And, sure. and I don't want to, I don't want to take away from the idea that you're allowed to have these different things that you try in life. But what I, I, I do agree with Tom. It, it, it rankles a little bit yes. <laughs> when you're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, uh, it doesn't seem right. Like, I feel like you might want to, Hang out for a couple of shows before you go doing your hardcore project. Well, and, and like, so look, I want to say this full stop. Maybe that's a more healthy way to interact with the thing. However, 
<laughs> Nobody said uh, passion and love of a thing is always healthy. Yeah, no. And when 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 music music is art and uh, an ex, especially through the performance and it's supposed to be this really impassioned expression piece and when you pull those elements out i mean look we we don't with this we've talked about this my problem isn't necessarily the hardcore project as a thing it's when one it's labeled as a hardcore project because they That's see the it thing. as less than yeah exactly i know the exactly term. what you mean i think it's just like oh that old thing yeah uh i'm above that but you know i thought it'd be like a lark right. to do. doing like you know, different kinds of painting yeah, right so um uh, but two how many of those hardcore projects actually are worth a damn? Look, I'm not saying none. I'm not saying none. It's like, rare. Yo, like, there's bands who do the blank project that turns out to be exceptional, but it's rare. A lot of times they come off soulless and fall flat because it's like, yeah, because they weren't fully into it. Oh, they just thought they like the music sounded cool. Tom, imagine you did a band. That was like something. Uh, uh, what's a genre that you think is pretty neat, but not like not something? Uh, Tom, Country music, right? Like you think it's neat. You, uh, all the folks from Indecision are like Tom. You know, we've heard you croon in the van enough. We want you to do to be the singer of our new country band. Sure. And they, yeah, you, you probably you try. Would your heart be into it if they're like really busting on you to sing the best? Who knows? Probably not. If you're not passionate about the thing, it's only going to come out eighty percent. I mean, unless it's I'm, it, you're referring to my cover of "Try That in a Small Town." That one, I'm going hundred ten percent. I'm going from from the bottom of my toes to like the top of my head, full bore. <laughs> try that in a small town, Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, I got fudge rounds. You don't even have to buy a bag of fudge rounds. You can just go to the corner and get one for twenty five cent. That's the other guy. Uh, no, by the way, I, I, I still know. don't know. And what he came out as like not right wing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the old right wing was like, "Yeah, fuck that fucking ginger weirdo." I'm like, "Yo, you were saying he was like the coolest thing ever last yeah, week." Yeah, he was the homie. Uh, Bob, have you kept up with this? The the red hair kid. No, what's the story? So, so the red hair kid. It, it's not the try this in a small town. It's the other guy. Whatever it is, it, it's more palatable to me than try this in a small town guy. But it, it's a, uh, he's doing like. Uh, kind of uh, uh, maybe folk inspired country versus versus big room modern country and and mm. he uh, uh, traditional kind of cool voice uh, yeah cool voice honestly uh, but it, the songs are the song is North uh, Rich Men North of Richmond are you familiar with this yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know the the phrase yes okay so so so, so is that a phrase so, so well it is now no it's only a phrase from this yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, oh i don't know if there was like a term of like people that live in new york or whatever. so so uh the dude the dude has this track and uh it it you know populist sentiment and it, it goes wild uh the uh online left doesn't care for it because it has uh it, while it's populist and its uh, approach to labor it also uh, it has some criticisms of uh, the welfare state, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, you know, Billy Bragg is doing his own cover of it where that omits those parts and shit, whatever. It's a goofy, right, like a fight, but it's yeah. a goofy moment where people care too much about a fucking song. I've written a lot of songs, everybody. It's, uh, let me tell you, there's not that much thought that goes into them. And <clears throat> everybody's fucking caring way too much. And the right wing uh, is embracing this fella. Uh, or at least conservative media. 
Uh, and they're like, you know, he's taking a shot at the, at the fat cats in Washington and he's about the uh, regular people who can't uh, make it work in this Democrat led uh, uh, administration, whatever. And then he, that dude comes out and is like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't like any of, and they're playing his music at the, at the uh, Republican uh, debate rallies and, and he comes out and he says, yeah, I was talking about those people too. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't like them either. I, I don't like anybody who profiteers off of, <laughs> off of people's political anxieties and, and, and gives nothing back to the American people. And, and then as Tom said, the same people that, th- that put him on a pedestal, literally 68 hours earlier. <laughs> you're like, you're like <laughs> fuck this dude. <laughs> it was like unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was very if funny to watch. He's got 9.2 monthly listeners on spot 9.2 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Wow. I'm happy you're here. It's like his bio. I spend my free time writing songs and pursuing an off-grid life on 90 acres in the woods of Virginia. Lord willing, this is just the beginning. Please email me at oliveranthonymusic at gmail.com. <laughs> so we wait we wait six months and shoot this dude an email, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey brother, you, you want to come on? on? Talk about your hardcore you project. are you like a down to nothing guy are you like an avail guy do you like like inquisition like what's up uh yeah it was it was funny watching that turn around anyway back to back to this and we can wrap it up but if you so so just so people know that was a perfect spot to pull the plug but i left it i later runs. we're in overtime we're in overtime spotify better pay (laughs) (laughs) no actually tommy Tommy works different on spotify we have to pay the overage (laughs) so oh shit uh, oh so uh, this is what we do for our, for the people. Hit Tell us with your, Bobby Altoff. I'd like to hit us with their thoughts. Uh, people to hit us with their thoughts. How many records can a band try to be something that they're not? Uh, either either in good faith with weird uh, weird alternative motives motives or thinking that's they're the problem. We can't we can't pull that apart because there are people that just want to try different shit. And also, listen, Drug Church has played with a band who are really good dudes who want to play Reading and Leeds on a main stage. They that's been their goal. We have a friend. We have a dude that is a dyed in the wool fucking hardcore kid that the three of us know who wants to he he has the same ambition. He wants to be on the biggest fucking possible stage. And I guess knowing that are those are those dudes in the wrong to shift what they do towards the goal that they have in life. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, no, I would say, yeah. I, 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 no, no, no. And for me, like I realize how limited in scope and ambition I am as a person because I literally just want to play 500 cap rooms until the wheels fall off and fill them. And that's, that's the goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and to me, that's like, that whoa you did something <laughs> you know what i mean but right, right but it's if that's not your flavor if your flavor is hey i'm 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 trying to be as big as possible uh, you know i what can i say about that you can't be as big as possible sounding like phobia you know what i mean like it's just it, that's, that's not how that works so right uh but if you go dystopia you'll be you yeah, well you know, i mean you'll at least sell some shirts um so next week's axe to grind can phobia fill a stadium Stay tuned. What are the circumstances? Yeah. Uh, did you cut us? Because we're good. 